Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Have you ever wondered, how do you get started? How, do, how did we get started? How would you get started? How would we, as a general rule, get started building that real estate empire, that foundation? Have you ever wondered about that? Because I certainly did. When we didn't know how to do it, we wondered a lot about how to do it. Now we know how to do it, and we have the joy and the privilege of helping others do it. Do it meaning build a solid, solid foundation mm -hmm. for building wealth, for, for building wealth for your family, for the good that it will do in the world. Right. And the thing that's so important about this foundation piece is if you were to go out and just get any property and say, okay, I've started my empire, <laughs> you know, like, is it a good foundation, a shaky foundation? Like mm. the first one sets you up for every other one you're going to do. So it's extremely important in when you get started, how you get started, um, mm -hmm. that whole piece of creating that strong foundation to launch off of. Right. And if you're thinking, well, I've already started. I already own six properties or I've already bought my first house. So is this applicable for me? Is this show on how to create a foundation for your real estate empire really going to add value to you? My answer would be yes, absolutely yes. Because even if you've already done it, maybe there's little tiny things that you learned today that you can shore up your foundation, mm -hmm. or maybe it's for someone else. Maybe you've done it perfectly. Maybe we even had the privilege and honor of helping you set that foundation and it's solid and good and ready to go. And who do you know that needs to set a solid foundation? And you can set the solid foundation even after you've bought your first one. Absolutely. So before we get too far into it, I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ryan Decker. And together we form part of the Decker team. And we've had the privilege and the honor for over 30 years now. I know you're not much over 30. So Ryan <laughs> has been in the industry pretty much since he was in the womb. Nice. And That's I know, good imagery for you. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Thanks for that, Mom. You're welcome. And so what's really cool is what we're sharing with you, you know, we've helped over 2,000, actually not 200, 2,380 families really thrive more at home and life through helping them with their real estate. And it came from not always knowing how to do it ourselves. Before Ryan was born, and even as he was just being born, relationally, real estate-wise, we really didn't know how to do this thing. And then we saw others doing it. And then we became students. We became students of how can we do what they've done? Because if they've done it, that means we can do it. And so now for over 30 years, we've been helping others do it as well as we've done it ourselves. And so we're excited that we get to continue this journey with you and continue to build strong foundations that will last not just this generation, future generations. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So today, um, it really is, Ryan, that we're going to share how many points. How, like, you want to get a pen and paper? You haven't got one ready, if, unless you're driving. If you're driving, please don't. 
Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> you can rewatch this online. Oh yeah. So don't worry if you're on in the car. You're gonna get the information. <clears throat> you're gonna see what's of great value, and then you can go and rewatch it and take down the points online. Perfect. Because we do have over 350 episodes. Actually, over 357 episodes now. And so, if there's anything to do with making your house a home, anything to do with real estate, we probably have a show or two or three episodes related to the topic that you're looking for that you can watch from your home, the comfort of your home, or you can even watch on the go. So let's get so, into this, Ryan. Let's go. So five point five ways to、mm. build a strong foundation. And so th- these points.、Um, before we get into the five point five ways, you also for any foundation you need footings.、Mm. And footings, if you put a great foundation on no footings, they'll sink. It'll fall over. Like you need the footings. So what that means is go get educated. Read the wealth formula,、uh, page one thirty one on mentors、um, on Fifth Gear. It's amazing. Um, you want to get mentors in your life.、Mm-hmm. You want to bring experts into your life, and you want to read books like the Wealth Formula and other、um, investing books, especially in real estate. There's some really good Canadian-specific investment books. Because、mm-hmm. the Canadian market, I think、oh, that's a、so、point、different. we, you know, this is like an extra bonus, bonus, bonus. The Canadian market and the American market, or the South African market. I've got some great friends in pretty much every country in the world that are doing real estate investing. And when we're talking with one another, sometimes it sounds like we're talking different languages, right? And that's because what works in one area doesn't work in another area.、Mm-hmm. So if you or someone you know has potentially purchased a course from another country that teaches you how to do different aspects of real estate, and then you've attempted to do them in Ottawa, they don't always work. Right, and specifically Ottawa. So Ottawa、mm-hmm. is a micro market, and it is very unique compared to any other market in Canada. It's different than Toronto. It's different than Vancouver. It's、yep. very specific. So the points we talk about today, we're talking to the Ottawa market, the Ottawa area. Yeah, right. And, yeah, and surrounding. And surrounding.、Uh, it doesn't mean you can't use this in other areas. It means you need to also ask the questions: Are there other opportunities? Are there Different risks in different areas,、um, and it would shift. Like if I was in the states, my points would be completely different because the market's different, the risks are different, the price points different. Just it's very, very different. And depending on where in the states, absolutely. Because I, now I choose different. There are cities in the states that would be similar to the Ottawa market, and so a lot of these things may apply. But then the lending practices are still different.、Yeah. So now we have to have a different conversation around that. So really be. Informed, be informed. If you're looking for, like, I need specific information, then you can certainly reach out to us, and we would gladly answer your very specific, especially Ottawa area, detailed information because this is going to give you those footings and foundation that are applicable to just about every situation, every possibility in the Ottawa area market. Absolutely. So let's dive in. Okay. We've done enough framing it. Now, point number one. Point number one is you can buy your first house with the intention of living in it for three plus years. Could be five, could be seven, could be ten, and it could still be used as a foundation for your future investing.、Mm-hmm. So, you're going to purchase a house differently 
if you believe you're going to live in it long term. Mm -hmm. If you're living in it shorter term, you're going to use different criteria. So point one is really just being aware of what strategy you want to use in building that footing. And that's really what this show is going to cover yeah. is what are the possible ways? What are those initial foundational strategies we can use? So number one is we could choose to buy our first house and maybe you already have, and that's perfect mm -hmm. because then you've already established that aspect. And a lot of the details of how do we build on the foundation, start to build the walls, we're going to cover in next week's show, March 8th. Right. And generally, um, if you don't own the house three plus years, mm -hmm. you're going to be losing money. So if you're like, oh, I'm just going to buy a house and then I'm going to, you know, sell it in a couple of years, it doesn't make sense. So you really need to say, I'm going to buy this home as my personal residence and I'm going to stay here for at least three years. Now you're building a foundation. Right. And we've got lots of clients. We're going to tell you a little bit about, we'll call them Bill and Susan, and they bought a townhouse. What a great way to start. And many of our clients, yeah. not just Bill and Susan, have purchased townhomes to get started because it's usually a reasonably affordable entry point. There's usually community for family. Often they're on bus routes and easy convenience to get into the mm -hmm. city. So it accommodates often that close to first or maybe second house. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, they decided that now I need more privacy. Now well, the, I need- The family grew. Right, the family grew. There was more, well, there were no children when they first moved into that house, mm -hmm. uh, into that town home. And then they said, ah, now it's time to make a move because we need more privacy. We need more space. Mm -hmm. Our family's feeling congested. And that's such a icky feeling because it starts to create conflict. Right. And you don't want conflict in a home and because then the family's not happy and that's just not it. So they had purchased it early enough, stayed in it long enough that they had a good solid foundation for positioning themselves to move to that next house. Or the next step, whichever step they chose. Right. Right. Because that's what this is about. It's not about your next step. It's about your first step. Right. Building that foundation. So point number two is to buy a house with co-living ability. Um, and this could be a duplex. This could be um, where someone lives in a room beside you. So I've had numerous clients, and uh, we've also done it. You've done it. I've done it twice. Like We've used this strategy in our own lives. Um, so I won't go too, because I could do a whole show just on this, this one point, um, or like three shows, actually. So anyways, um, for my own house, I bought when I was young, 20. I lived in the boiler room. I had a basement apartment. I also had he, four When he bedrooms. says boiler rooms, he means the furnace. Yeah, yeah. Because not that many houses have boilers anymore. Yeah, some do. And if you're, if you're a, a millennial and you're listening to this, you're going, a boiler room? It was a furnace room. It was a big furnace room. It was the biggest room in the house. So don't, like, it, it was a nice place, even though it had the utilities. It was great for a 20-year-old. Now, uh, once I got, you know married and stuff it obviously didn't work anymore but, <laughs> but so this is also about making sure the step works for you so i just want to you know sideline that if it doesn't work to have someone living in your home mm. don't do it but if you're young and you want people or you're single and you want people or you're a family and you you want someone else to be you know brought in because you just love that dynamic then co-living is awesome and it can create more income can pay down your mortgage faster or give you more cash flow to buy the next property or get you into a house that you couldn't afford on your own. 
So there's lots of reasons why co-living can be just fantastic. Right. And when Ryan says get you into a house you couldn't afford in your own, you still have to qualify for the mortgage. Mm -hmm. So it isn't that you couldn't afford it. It's more that you choose to use your money for other things. Right. You choose to pay down your equity or build your equity by paying down the mortgage. Mm -hmm. You choose to pay off student loans with the money right. that somebody living with you affords you to do. So the uh, different... One caveat though. Yes. And I said can't afford on purpose because I was in college and I couldn't afford this house. I couldn't pay for it. I couldn't get a mortgage. I, could, I just couldn't afford it, period. In that, in that stage of my life. I had the down payment, but that's kind of it, right? And so I was able to get a co-signer to help me purchase it. Right. And then the rents from it made me be able to afford it. But without those rents, there's no way a full-time college student who's not working can afford, you know, this really nice house. Right. So Ryan really took on the job of being a landlord, mm -hmm. which was why. So we're not talking just starting, starting out. That no. could be the case. That could be. That could be the case. So this whole, that's why Ryan said this, this one topic could be three shows. Yeah, and we're going to make sure it's not. Um <laughs> Because there's the idea of having people live in your space, and that may right. not be desirable to you. That wasn't desirable to me, other than when we've done it to help clients that were between moves, and they've lived in my space, and that's short term, and that can happen. The other way to do it is have an in-law suite. Have right. an auxiliary dwelling within the dwelling that you can rent out. It could be a basement apartment. It could be a main level apartment. Or... The next level above that is maybe something that's a duplex or a triplex, and that's what you're living in now. Mm -hmm. Three units, three homes within one home, and they all have separate front doors and back doors, and they're completely self-contained, except they share some common walls. Mm -hmm. And those would all be co-living, although not co-living in the context of in your own space. So that type of property you really want to think about before you do it because there's you're sharing backyards, you're sharing driveway space. Who's going to do the plowing? Do you have separate meters? Do you need to have separate meters? So there's a lot of things to think about mm -hmm. and yet it can be an incredibly brilliant approach because somebody else is helping you pay off your own principal residence. Yeah, which is great. And then the other thing lots of people do is they buy more house, so they get something they couldn't, they wouldn't otherwise comfortably afford, and now they're right. in bigger space, and yet they're sharing the space. Or a different location. Or location. Sometimes you may want a really mm. expensive location, but you mm. can't afford it. You could the same house, but not that location. So now you you know, get the location and you share a room. So it's just about getting a little more or creating more cash flow. Or like it's, a, it's an excellent solution for many people, yeah. not everyone. And I can share our little tiny tidbit story. We actually sold a slightly less expensive home, moved to a slightly more expensive home and neighborhood, and it didn't cost us any more because the new one had an auxiliary dwelling. Right. And like, who knew? Yeah. That's part of what caused us to take the leap and actually do it was because that was a great wealth building strategy. Yeah, it's excellent. So point number three, mm -hmm. this one, it's really broad. So it's called purchase plus improve.
But this could mean that you buy the property and you improve it cosmetically, structurally. Um, it could mean that you mm. add an extra unit. It could mean you change the use of the, the property. Because um, if you zone from residential to commercial, it usually goes up in value. Um, not so much in the country. If you go from commercial to residential, usually make more cash flow that way. Um, but in Ottawa, definitely a change of use. Or if you're able to change the use from you know, a single home into a six-story building, obviously the value goes up a lot there. So that would be purchase plus improve, very broad. So we're talking about the construction, we're talking about you know, a use change or adding a unit. Um, and the reason we're making it broad is we don't want to do 30 points today. <laughs> So <laughs> you don't want us to do 30 points because right. if you've got a pen out, you're saying, yeah, but there's too much. There's too much to write down and recognize that, as I mentioned earlier in the show, over 30 years of experience in the real estate industry, helping ourselves as well as helping thousands of clients means that there's a whole lot of knowledge and expertise and wisdom around how to do this and the different elements how to like specifically what to do the specifics change all the time so we're going a little bit broad recognizing that if you're looking for the details you know how to reach out to us and we yeah. would have a one-on-one -on -one consultation there is just no way to have this complete conversation without actually getting into what's important specifically to you why do you want to build a real estate empire even is a question yeah. you want to answer what's the why behind the what. And then Ryan mentioned near the top of the show that you want to be educated because when I've gotten in trouble, when you've gotten in trouble with investing, mm. meaning it hasn't gone well and not specifically real estate, even in some types of real estate though early on in our careers, because they've not all been happy stories. We've learned from doing it wrong early on. So far mine have. But that's because I got to borrow the knowledge and expertise that you had already built. Right. And so my experiences have been excellent. True. Yours <laughs> have been excellent probably since then. Yes. Yes. Um, since I started, at least. Right. Yeah. So and, it's, and, yeah, and that's talking, that expertise. Right. It's the expertise and also talking about that if it's not something you understand, and that's where we've invested outside of real estate or in very arm's length kind of real estate, like in development real estate, commercial mm. real estate in other cities and provinces and countries, there we didn't really understand, even though we thought we did our due diligence, we did not understand it adequately. And so one thing we recommend is not only borrow knowledge and expertise from others, but get a competency, a level of understanding so that you make better choices. Yeah. That you never go back later and go, if only I had known X. And so that's why we do these shows. That's why we yeah. do these episodes. So you can get a good baseline knowledge and then get into the details, into the specific particulars for you. Right. And I won't go there. We'll get it back into the points. Point number four. Point number four is you could buy a property that is... A rental and you're saying yeah but if I'm living in a rental why would I buy a rental mm -hmm. ah this is actually really wise and a lot of our clients have done this and they've done this because the rental they're living in maybe they are renting a room 
in someone's house and they're living really inexpensively. Yeah. Or maybe they're still living at home with mom and dad and mom and dad have said, I want to help you build your uh, real estate portfolio, be part of that foundational structure for you, and I'm going to charge you very little to live okay. here, and I'm going to cook your meals, and, and maybe sometimes it's around convenience, it's around the location, and yet our clients have wanted to get started in real estate mm -hmm. and investing. And so you purchase a property that you can afford, you rent out the entirety of it, or rent okay. out elements of it, like depending mm -hmm. on what the best way is, to make the most income on that property mm -hmm. and you stay where you are and building equity and building real estate wealth through somebody else paying off your mortgage and that property going up in value. Mm -hmm. It's so smart. It's so smart. Recently, I had a single mom who was um, yeah. going through a pretty rough time, um, two kids, and she, she was in this um, subsidized rent mm -hmm. area. So she was paying like ridiculously low rent and then she was able to get some money come in enough to buy a property um, and so she could either she wasn't earning an income but she had enough of like stuff that she could go get a house but she didn't want to leave because her rent was so cheap there's no way that like it was I think under 400 bucks a month right for a home like it was crazy and so crazy she, awesome crazy awesome so she wanted to stay there she didn't want to take advantage of it forever because she wanted someone else to have the opportunity. But in that season, she still needed it. It still worked for her family. Um, so for quite a while, it wasn't that long, but for a while, she went, bought a rental, rented it out, and then later she was able to buy her own house as well. And so now she's got two properties. She moved out of the co-living, or not the co-living, sorry, the subsidized. So it gave her this season of, I can still live here. I can still keep my expenses really low still get out of the pit I'm in and also have a property that's growing. So that's that foundation piece. So she decided I'm going to build the foundation and stay renting. Which is so cool, right? So cool. Like it, it's amazing that there is not one strategy for all. There yeah. is various strategies. So, fo so far, we've really talked about buying some sort of real estate and yet not necessarily living in it yourself. Right. And it's still a solid foundation for your real estate empire. Okay, point five. Yep. So um, this is about buying a house that you can afford today mm. that is temporary. It's maybe less than three years. Maybe it's a year or two and you're like, I just want this house now. Get out of where I am. Mm -hmm. Afford it. But I may not be here forever. Right. Right. And so I have clients who have done this. They buy like a condo or something very inexpensive, you know, 200000 in Ottawa, very inexpensive. Um, they move in and then within a year or two, they've created another down payment of 5%. They go buy that property that's a little bit bigger, a little bit nicer. And they and more suitable it. to them now. And more suitable. Right. But they don't sell the little one. Right. They keep it as their rental. And they were able to get it at maybe 5% down because it was a personal residence. Yeah. And then they moved to the next one and get that one at 5% down because that'll be their personal residence. So very quickly, they're able to get two properties with less than 10% down total, which is Within like, like one to two years. Yeah, which is amazing. It to, is. You know, to start, that's kind of the quick start. Now, we'll talk about stabilization in our next show. Yes. And we don't want you to keep doing that because it'll be horrible for you. Just trust us. And we will cover <laughs> that in the next show. But the first two, if you needed to do that to get started, it's an excellent way to get it. 
And when we say needed to, it just may be that you choose of all the viable options. Mm -hmm. It's the one that excites you the most. It's the one that you have the most comfort with because maybe you've never really thought you were going to buy more than one property. And yet you're listening now going, huh, if I buy one that's really much less than I maybe desire and much less than I can afford, it positions as a fantastic rental, Mm -hmm. and yet I can get in with just 5% down. I can live there for a short period of time and then move to something else. And so it's really neat that there's, it's not one size fits all. There are so many abilities and so many opportunities. And the point five, the point five Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting because the point five is around false starts. Right. A false start could be something so simple as a speculative purchase. We're not advocates of speculation. Let me clarify. So the reason it's a false start is for some people, it's excellent. It can. It can be. For some people, it works out. Some of the things we're about to say, there's about three or four topics we're going to hit here. It can work. It can. The problem is... More often than not, when you're inexperienced, it will burn you. It will take at least 50% of what you have. It'll set you way, way back. So when we say false start, it's not that you can't do these. It's that often, it's like you're in a race and then the guy goes, oh, you ran too early, go back. Or you lose (laughs) the race, start over. So it's really, Mm. it can be a negative thing for many people. So... These especially are, in the Ottawa market. Especially in the Ottawa market. Right. These are quite, so, so the buy and flip. The buy and flip is one of those where it, it you have to have so much special knowledge and ability and expertise. If you have a mentor, if you know somebody else has been doing it successfully, if you're in the right area at the right time and the right moment and you do the right things, it could work. Most of the time, a buy and flip in our market because it's so stable, actually causes you to move back rather than forward. And a buy and flip just simply means I buy something that looks like it's under market, I renovate it, and then I flip it and and buy another property. So contractors can do this because they're buying themselves a job. Right. Um, You know, investment professionals can do this because there's other areas they know how to save in that they can do this. But as a first time, it's not very strategic. There's just too many things that can go wrong. So the next one would be to custom build yourself. And you're like, I don't need a builder. I'm going to self-manage this build. (laughs) Good for you. Um, The problem (laughs) is... Good for you, maybe. (laughs) No, no, that's not a good thing. Um, The problem is you don't have the experience or the expertise unless you're mentored, unless you've been in a career that, you know, you know how to do this. Um, There's just too many things that can go wrong, timelines, price points, um, and the margin isn't big enough to make all those mistakes that usually happen. I've seen people go bankrupt time and time again from deciding, I'm now a builder, I'm going to build my own home, and it's going to be excellent. Yeah. Um, in the Ottawa market, it just doesn't work. Not well. Not, not well. Often. Unless, like we said. The and then the other speculation is buy new and then sell it when it's finished. Because there's still lots of builds that happen in our Ottawa market that are, say, two years or 18 months out. And you're thinking, well, I'll buy it now. I can then sell it when the time comes. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Yeah. And often it's called it's a setback. Yeah. And that's simply because 
that type of property didn't appreciate maybe as much as you thought it was going to, or as maybe there wasn't that many of them built. This happened in the high rise end of the industry a few years ago in the Ottawa market. Who were buying them, buying them, buying them because it was working. And then all of a sudden there were too many. Right. And then when they were finished, now you had to figure out how to turn it into a rental. And yet, unfortunately, sometimes the rent didn't allow for there to be right. even a profit. There was a significant loss every month. So we want you to move forward, not back. So that one, some people have succeeded really high, some haven't, and it doesn't follow the three plus year holding period. So automatically it's kind of in a right. great home. So thanks for joining us on the Inside Track on Real Estate, where we talk about getting started. And next week we're going to talk about stabilization and building some walls.